Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. didn't steal that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the members only section. We're actually going to jump right into calls so that Vivek can get as much time with the audience as possible here. So we've got our, our first caller. Let's do it. We do. Uh, I want to make sure. Hold on. Brett gave me a name. I've forgotten the name. Uh, top of my Eve apologist. Uh, okay. Eve apologist. I believe you have a question for Vivek that uh, has to do with his platform. So if you wouldn't mind, you're with us now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You'll have to unmute. There you go. Yep. All right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Vivek, for sticking around to take calls. It means so much. I'm hailing from the woke hellscape that is Minnesota. Nice. So okay. <laughs> my question is this. I, I worry that there's no incentive for young voters to see the civic duty amendment you propose as a positive for this country. And that leads me to think on solutions. Vivek, would it be feasible to entertain a future where underage workers, that is under 18, could be income tax exempt at least on the federal level? And that way when they become legal adults and start to see the affect on their paychecks with taxes added, they may feel compelled to take action through service or civic testing. What do you think of an idea such as this? Or do you have other proposals that might encourage young people voting or pre-voting age to support delaying their own suffrage? Yeah, so I love the spirit of creativity in that question. There's a lot there. I hadn't thought of that specific idea, but I love the spirit of it because you experience something and then you see what the government taketh, you know, at a certain point, and then you wake up to that reality in a way you otherwise wouldn't have. So I love the spirit and character of it. I think part of my job as a leader is to recognize that we human beings are subject to something that animals are not, which is persuasion. And I think that young people, it's like, you know, it's like my son, you know, he'll get cranky and say he wants 
his pacifier when he really just wants real food, right? My one son's three, another one's one year old. And so it's not just about the creation of incentives alone. I think part of this is you give people what they need. You know, there's an old saying, it goes, if you care about somebody, you tell them the truth. If you care about yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. Mother Angelica, yeah. It is, it is true. And I think the same thing could be true in words as in giving them what they need too. And so what I've seen so far that does leave me pretty hopeful is that initially a lot of the young people I've encountered on college campuses take a big step back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're taking away something that I don't have, that I, that I thought I had. When in fact, very few young people already vote as it is. So in many ways, even without even passing this constitutional amendment that I have in mind, just the act of talking about it is going to say, wait, wait, wait. You're about to take something away from me that I thought I had. Yet darn right I am exercising that. I'm going to learn something about it and prove you wrong that I took that citizenship test too. But that's the psychological instinct I'm describing, but it actually doesn't come out in an angry way. It comes out in a journey that says, okay, I guess it's not so objectionable to know something about that country. I think I can do it. Maybe I'll just level up and do that. And, and, and you give them a little bit of a chip on their shoulder to be able to do it. So it's a combination of inspiration and necessary serving up a necessary bitter pill that actually fills that hunger for direction and purpose and meaning that young people lack. But, but again, I love the creativity behind your question. And that's exactly the kind of thing we should be doing more of in this country. It's interesting how none of this comes up in the discourse of traditional politicians today. But I think this is actually what it will take a new class of leadership in this country to even start a conversation about. And that's what we're already doing with a great question like that one. Nice. Yeah, thank you. How do you feel about that answer? Well, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm flattered. And uh, uh, Serge Housett wanted to say hi to you as well. Um, hi, my fiance is a staffer who's joining us oh, as it? a citizen soon. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. I'm yeah. having to retake my citizenship tests. And uh, that's why we were talking about it earlier. Um, yeah, it's not that difficult if you paid attention to school at all. Yeah, or, or just learn it. Relearn <laughs> yeah, it. just yeah. learn it. It's, 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 not, it's not a bad thing to know. Anyways, uh, appreciate the question. It was a great question, Eve. Um, Thank apologist. you, guys. Of Thanks, course. Thanks, Eve. Bye. See you around. Let us go to... Oh, is this who I think it is? Uh-oh. Brett ain't dead. How's it going? You're with us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. good. Yeah, good, good. All right, appreciate taking my car call. My question is for Vivek. If you were to lose the RNC nomination for president, would you be open to either a VP or cabinet position in the Trump or DeSantis if they were to take the nomination? Or would you prefer to pursue a third-party run and continue your goal to run for president? I think that, look, I'm very focused on winning this election. And to be honest with you, when I started in February or in – in March, I couldn't have told you what my chances were. I was starting at 0.0%. I'm now a third in most of the national polls, and we still haven't had the first debate. And so I'm laser focused on not only winning this election, but on the path to January 2033. When I leave office, what do I actually want to say we did over two terms in this country? So that's the purpose that's guiding me. I, I was, we, Seamus, we briefly talked about this at the end of the other session is I think that my skill set is best used in a leadership role, not a number two reporting in role. It's not because there's something lesser or bad about that. It's just how we're each wired, right? And so for most of my career, nearly all of it, I've never reported into somebody. I've built businesses. I've led them. I've been an author, which is a different kind of thought leadership role. 
And so I believe I would be best making my contributions if I weren't the U.S. president through the private sector where I've been doing it already, both through my books as well as through the businesses that I've built and and can continue to build. But I truly do believe, and I believe it now in a way that I couldn't have told you with conviction four months ago, I think I'm going to be your next president. And I think that more importantly, I'm the best positioned person in either party to reach the next generation and revive national pride in this country that we've missed for a long time. And so that's what I'm focused on. And I fully expect and hope that Trump and DeSantis and anybody else who also cares about this country will help me in the way that I'm going to need in order to drive this national revival. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Hell yeah. Mic drop. It also must be something to have started at 0%. Appreciate it, man. And then you just climb up. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, I'm still at like 9 or 10, but long way to go. But it's... You've you know, risen you, so quickly. You have risen very quickly. I think much more quickly than anyone expected, including yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think this pace was, you know, we wanted to be in third place by the end of the year ahead of the Iowa caucuses. We're in third place now. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I think that the problem with, though, with like looking at these things is then you fall into the <laughs> long trap. Time, of, yeah. yeah, but but it's a long time. But it's even it, then it goes back to being about you, mm-hmm. about me, me, me. And it's not. It's about the purpose of why I'm in this, about what we want to do for the country. And so I try not to get wrapped up in that. It's, sometimes it's hard. Right. Uh, you know, I think you get you were human beings. But honest to God, I think the way we've got to do this is to be laser focused on the purpose, be guided by it. Don't be attached to a particular result for me. I'm going to tell the people of this country who I am and what I stand for and what I believe. And if they want me as their leader, then I'm standing by and ready to serve as the next president. And I expect that I will. So that's where I'm at. Hell yeah, man. I like that. It's nice to hear. It's yeah, presidential. I appreciate, I appreciate you. your answer, and I just would like to say a year ago I didn't hear about you, and now I see you everywhere, and I see your message, and it's good. So I think you knocked it out of the park at the Blaze Summit, so just Thank keep you. doing what you're doing. And I, I would hope that if you don't actually receive the RNC nomination, if somebody offered you a position within their government, that you would take it, because I think we need more people like you in our government who are aware of the issues. What's your name, man? So thank you. Thank you. Brett. Brett. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Be good, man. Thank you. Cheers, Brett. See you, Brett. Thank Cheers. you for the call. I'm I, 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 I can stay for uh, one, maybe two more questions. Yeah, yeah we only they... have two more. Make okay, good. it good. I'll make them quick then. Yeah, then we can catch <laughs> our flight. Uh, Caterific, don't waste time. You're with us now. You got it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Loud clear. Yeah, loud and clear. Hey, y'all. Hey, Vivek, thanks for taking questions. Yeah, um, sure. So... Um, what would you say to potential voters who feel hopeless right now, like their vote doesn't matter or nothing's going to change with this corrupt, you know, bureaucracy that you touched on? Even people like Ronna McDonald um, or McDaniel in the GOP has been ignoring people like Scott Pressler who have desired to help the GOP, you know, game plan. We see a lot of this corruption and it's easy for those of us to feel discouraged and like our vote doesn't matter. So Scott Pressler is a great guy. Uh, I've actually reached out and spoken to him a couple times. I appreciate his efforts in Wisconsin and other places. He doesn't have to be doing what he's doing. And we need more heroes like him, frankly. I think you have, there are a lot of reasons to be discouraged, but here's what I think is going on. And maybe it takes, you know, we're all young people in this room, actually, many of you younger than me, but I hope that those of us here, our best days are still ahead of us. And I think as a nation, 
our best days are still ahead of us too. We're going through our version of adolescence. And so I don't think we have to be this nation in decline. I don't think we were talking about Rome earlier. I don't think we have to be Rome. I think as a nation, we're really just a little young. Going through our own version of adolescence, figuring out who we're going to be when we grow up. Mm, yeah. And I think when you view it that way, then the rest of it makes sense, right? You go through adolescence, you go through an identity crisis, you go through a loss of self-confidence, you go through self-doubt. That's where we are. We're a nation in the thick of doubt. But I think we're in the early stages of our ascent. And, and I think that we're barely at base camp. That's really the way I look at it. And I know that's just rhetoric and verbiage, but it's also an honest statement of how I feel about the country. And if that helps other young people in the, around the country that have hard facts that would tell them they have no reason to hope, say that, hey, if you take a step back, it would make sense that 250 years into an experiment that's going to last a lot longer than that, we have to go through our adolescence. Here we are. Let's be stronger on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can. It's like hormonal too, like a teenager. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's part of growing up. It's not. It's those aren't wrinkles. It's just acne. Okay. <laughs> you know what freaks me out? We'll thanks. go to the next. Oh yeah, thanks. Thanks, Cat. Hey, no, well, thank you so much, Vivek. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Cat. Thank you. What freaks me out is the private proprietary voting machines. That's mm -hmm. like so demoralizing. Yeah, I, we, 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 we don't up. need we don't need private companies doing vote collection. Hell yeah. Get them the heck out. Same thing as those funded family courts. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and last but not le least, Matt Hammond, you're with us. How are you, man? Hello. Thank you. Um, Hannah, Ian, and Hannah, Claire, Ian, and Seamus are doing a great job. Good save. Good save. Thank you. Thank you. You can call her Hannah. Uh, no, please don't. I appreciate <laughs> your effort. Hannah, Claire. Really like. Um, but, but, uh, um, what are your thoughts on uh, modern indentured servitude like H-1B, uh, H-2B, L-1 visa holders that are imported in the U.S. to replace U.S. workers at half to a third of their salary? Um, several companies uh, force these staff members to train their replacements uh, before they get their severance, uh, like Disney, Verizon, Bank of America, and uh, Southern California Edison. It's um, garbage for a lot of reasons. Uh, and I just think that, you know, H-1B lottery, why on earth would we resort to a lottery when we could just use a merit-based system? And if you're using a merit-based system, you can no longer fathom the idea of exploiting people who actually are the ones coming meritocratically. And so I think that one problem feeds on another. I say scrap the whole thing, merit-based immigration and illegal immigration. Immigration policy doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it out to be. So that's where I'm True. at. Yeah. Appreciate that question, brother. Well, I'm I'm uh, off to catch a flight, guys. This was yeah. Thank you this so has much. Been real. This I has love really it. Been great. I love it. And uh, and we'll come back. And you'll yep, live stream your speech tomorrow. Yeah, we will absolutely yeah. tomorrow night at St. Anselm College. We'll we'll live stream it. Good show, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you later. Appreciate so it, guys. We're sticking around, yeah. so yeah. I think uh, we may be done with calls unless you guys want to queue up more, but we can jump into a story. I think, Hannah yeah. Claire, you Thank had you so much for coming something by. prep. This motherfucker's yeah. on his way out. Well, they say that you're by Civic. I'll just summarize what's going on. Um, so a couple of you guys probably saw this story. Uh, Ron McDaniel to the RNC said it would be a mistake. Brimcast. For... Yeah. Can just say Finally, right now? we're Brimcast. getting Brimcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, so our... Uh, 
RNC chairwoman Ron McDonald said it would be a mistake for Trump to skip the debates. If you guys follow this at all, uh, Trump made a statement on Truth Social say, uh, back in April saying, why would I do the debates? Why would I be a part of that libelous uh, uh, standard? And what, what, what do I have from benefit when uh, all of the moderators that they would pull are anti-MAGA? Or, you know, I'm, I'm summarizing here. This is a perfect quote. Uh, and I, I think it's an interesting question. You know, Seamus and I, when we were talking about the story earlier today, were saying... Uh, do the presidential debates actually serve a purpose? Yeah, exactly. I think that is the conversation. And, um, you know, just, just jump into the conversation. I'll say, back in the day, when there were limited access to national stage, when we didn't have anything like uh, social media and we had very few TV channels, I could understand where debates on radio, debates on television were uh, an important chance for the nation to see the candidates. But today, I do not think that is the case. I think ultimately, uh, we can all agree, nothing very productive comes out of the uh, debates. Although I will say we've gotten some beautiful Trump moments uh, in, in the debates in the past. So yeah. I just don't know how you guys feel about well, it. What was the most entertaining thing about the Trump debates and part of why they were so productive is because they were so unlike all of the other ones that we had seen. And people in the media would complain about his performance because they'd say, he's making a mockery out of the discourse. No, you've made a mockery out of the discourse. You're going to give us press conferences where everyone's stating their party lines and tell us it's a debate. That's not what debate means. Mm -hmm. So I think you're correct, Hannah Claire. There was a point in time where it made sense to have these political leaders get together and then state their party platform. But people know the party platform now. If you're going to get together, you should actually have a debate. You should have a conversation about the merit of the ideas that you're espousing and not make personal. I like, look, there's nothing wrong with making a, a quote unquote personal attack about another political leader because a politician isn't just a set of ideas. They're supposed to be a leader in we as the people should be concerned about the substance of their moral character. I reject this idea that we shouldn't scrutinize politicians, that it's wrong for one political leader to bring up baggage that another political leader has as a person and not just as a set of policies. Uh, but that said, the only value to these debates, I would say, is essentially that you do have moments where they call each other out, but they don't really get into policy. They don't mm -hmm. really have a back and forth. Uh, I, I would agree with you. That I think for the most part, it's it's trash. It yeah. feels like a skin suit. Like the way they don't even look at each other a lot of times. They'll be looking straight forward out at the audience. They'll say, you know, they'll ask a question and the guy will turn and look out at the audience and answer it. But I need them out to make eye contact. I think that the internet's changed everything. I mean, maybe not everything. That's hyperbolic. But it, the internet has has completely altered the the state of politics and economy. I mean, almost everything in, in society, yeah, including... It's, it's been revolutionary to the way we live our lives. Like when you see a, a politician going, well, this show... Uh, or I was going to say Rogan, but like this show, like two hours of listening to Vivek explain him. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Self. 
that's better than any any like piece by six minute clip or four minute clip right uh, and I think there are some, I mean, first off, to your point, what did we say right as he was leaving? I'm going to live stream my speech tomorrow. He doesn't need a TV station to stream it for him. He has control of that himself. As long as his audience is able to find him, it's revolutionary. The internet is is in some ways uh, this double-edged sword. Of course, at times it is extremely dangerous. Other times it's obviously uh, incredibly important. For me, I, I find that I want to hear different pairings speak up. So if you have, you know, a crowd, I can't even remember how many people are running off the top of my head right now, but if we have we have eight people who are seeking the presidency and they all cluster on the stage, how effective are you really going, what, what message are you going to get there? One person might be able to dominate, we might be able to get through one slightly interesting conversation, but are we actually as a party advancing a platform if you have 12 Dem democrats on stage do they at the end of the debate say okay so we've reached a consensus and here's how we're moving forward no it's just about dominating the conversation and possibly making someone else look bad and now that you have the internet to make a clip go viral and i think that that yes. is sort of a crime to the voter uh, i understand why people think it's a system because it feels traditional but maybe we don't need this anymore or maybe it needs a very strong restructuring it would be interesting if they actually were like you know let's talk and if you're better than me i want you to be president kind of thing like i'm running you're running but if you're better than me i want you to win because you're better than me and i care about the country yeah uh, i don't i've that would never be hard seen for that them to to like they have all these donors who spent millions of dollars on them who i want to return I on want, their investment yeah i i would if i was like donating money to someone and they were like you know what i've changed my mind i might be a little bit like uh offended by that so it, maybe they wouldn't even overtly say like i hope you win or any of that bullshit but if they're in their mind like this guy actually is is better is right. a more reliable should be the president like i could i could see that humility would be a great part of it and i and i keep thinking about the 2008 democratic uh a cycle where there was like literally like 10 to 12 people standing up at a podium everyone got to speak for like 5 10 12 seconds and then they'd scream they'd, they'd like throw an insult down the line but they wouldn't even look at each other it was only like mike gravel that really like confronted everybody on stage it was like you war hawks look at them all on stage yeah. a bunch of old, these bunch well, of you yeah, joe yeah, yeah. you and this is why like well you know he's not here Let, let's compliment him behind his back but vivek is someone who i would like to see on stage with some of these other people mm -hmm. so I, I think there's validity there as mentioned earlier part of why Trump made those debates so entertaining and impactful and even meaningful was because he was outside of the establishment and he was standing there criticizing these people in ways that they hadn't been criticized before. Yeah. And I think ever. this is ever. And this is what's at the center of all of this, in my humble opinion as the host of Shimcast IRL. When these <laughs> politicians go on stage with one another, you have one slimy establishment politician talking to another slimy establishment politician uh, who represent different values, but values that are acceptable to the slimy establishment. Mm -hmm. So they'll call each other out on things that are outside of their status quo, but they won't call each other out for the establishment nonsense. Or if they do that other, they'll, they'll go lighter on it and they won't mention the thing that person is doing, which they are also doing. Donald Trump wasn't like that. Donald Trump literally said, yeah, no, yeah, I get around paying a lot of my taxes because there's a lot of loopholes in the law. Mm -hmm. You know why there's loopholes in the law, Hillary? Because you and your friends wrote them that way because that's what your donors wanted. He didn't pretend, oh, no, I don't take advantage of the system. He said, no, that makes me smart. These are the yeah, incentives you've created. Yeah. You've made these incentives, and now you're trying to criticize me for, for following them. That was the beauty of, of him being in uh, the debates. In the rest of the debates are literally just, again, two people throwing softballs to each other because like, right, if you're a Democrat, Ian, right, and I'm a Republican, and, and I say to you... Why'd you say that? Uh, well, get, well let's, just to play wrong, because he's an actor. Because he's right, an actor. I'll, I'll act, okay. Yeah, so, so you're the Democrat, and I'm the Republican, 
and uh, as a Republican, I say something to you like, I don't like your socialist agenda that will force the American people to give up more of their income. And then what do you say to that as a Democrat? This mother, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> This guy slept with his friend's wife. <laughs> I was thinking. What, what, so I, I was thinking some, that, that that might be a more Trump answer. To be honest, oh. that but was I was way thinking, better. All right, let me oh, let no, me. We'll, we'll do we'll do a two faced thing. I'll okay. I'll turn in different. Thanks. All right. So so the Republican says this socialist wants to raise your taxes, and the Democrat says, you know, maybe if he's more civil. But though I agree with you, that does sometimes happen. The Democrat maybe goes. He doesn't realize that we should care for each other. Like every criticism leveled by your opponent becomes a softball for you to just hit out of the park because the country's so polarized that any criticism they make of you is a criticism a Democrat wants to be made of them yeah. or that a Republican wants to be made about them. Mm -hmm. People are fine being criticized for ideological reasons. People are fine when their opponents say something to them like, you're a socialist. They go, yes, I am, because I care about the poor. Or like, you're a fascist. That's like, no, I'm not, but I know you're only calling me that because I believe in law and order. What they don't want to hear is, hey, uh, who are you taking money from? Why are you taking money from them? Why are you, you know, those are the things that are always avoided on stage, and it's not because they like each other so much as it's because if I point out what you're doing, you're going to point out what I'm doing. Yeah. I do not hear them talk a lot about the pharmaceutical cartels. Uh, I would like to. I don't hear them talk a lot about the yeah. Federal Reserve. I would like, well, I shouldn't say don't. I haven't in the past heard them talk. I do now that we have shows like this, which it makes it much more entertaining, especially being able to interface directly with the candidates. I believe he had, he has some, uh, he was in farm, like in pharmacy. Yeah, he became tech, a multimillionaire. Right? I mean, he's worth about 500 million. You're talking about Vivek. He yes, had yes. a pharmaceutical company. He That's said that right. they patented five, I think five drugs, uh, successful drugs to market. Mm -hmm. He was saying that. And then he was like, the pharma company, the, the whole thing, place hates me. I mean, because he's basically stepped away from that company in order to talk about the ills and the dangers of the industry. Right. Although we didn't get too deep into that earlier today. I mean, we, we talked about so many things that were it's awesome. It's only a two-hour yeah. show. There's only so much we can do. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the privilege of being having a job like this is the fact that we, you know, especially because thanks to our members, you know, we've had so much support and we've grown so much through word of mouth that uh, we're able to sit in a room with Vivega, with a presidential candidate, right? But that's not true for everybody. And so the question is, how do we get... Uh, the average voter to have accessible information and a true uh, chance to hear about the ideas from the candidate is a debate, a tele nationally televised debate with, you know, five to eight speakers at a time, the most effective way. And I think in the spirit of innovation, there has to be something better. So when Ron McDonald's was making this comment, she said, you know, we, we give access to 20 million viewers and that's important. Well, if Donald Trump just gets back on Twitter, he has 85 million followers. I, we have progressed past a point of, uh, of needing the mainstream media and televised debates to be the only way. So unless there is a new uh, model I really don't see why the American voters would live or die by it. I think there has to be more to offer them. Um, I also think it's interesting because, you know, right now we're talking about primary season. So it'll be Republican v. Republican, Democrat v. Democrat. Although this time we won't necessarily have it because Joe Biden's an incumbent and he doesn't have to debate. Um, of course, I would love to see him debate RFK. No one get me wrong. Uh, I, I, when I was at, uh, I went to SMU in Dallas and I had a professor, Ben Voth, who did a study on... Uh, Debates. He would analyze them, look for different markers. So uh, the amount of time each candidate got to spo speak, uh, how often the moderator interrupted them, fact checking, uh, words from it, things like that. And he found that uh, all, 
consistently for years, Democrats get more time to speak. They are less likely to be interrupted by the moderator. Republicans are more likely to be interrupted by the moderator. But seemingly subconsciously, all of them say more words per minute. It's as if on hmm. some level, you know, perhaps over the years they pick this up, they learn to speak more quickly. On the other hand, maybe they're aware of the environment they're in. And to that end, as we saw with this town hall, the fact that CNN pulled it after, you know, not that long, we can't trust the media that is putting on the debate, you know? So even if we had candidates who were going up there and really saying informed and interesting things, would the moderators allow those conversations to go forward or would they interrupt them? Would we actually get effective conversation beyond just the, the, the cheap shots that candidates take to each other? Do we have any structure that allows for information and a true dialogue about the ideals of, of each party to, to be really debated, not just sort of spat at one another? Mm. Did you say that CNN pulled off the offline or something? The, the town hall ended early. Oh, oh okay. And I think it's because I didn't think it was going so well for them. Yeah, mm. it, I don't think it was either. Um, Oh, shit. I was going to say something cool. I also keep thinking we're about to go to callers. I'm getting <laughs> yeah. really freaked Dude, out. I know that exact feeling when you leave your thought I was about to say something so much cool. Good shit. Now it's gone. It was uh, something about... Oh, interf well, one thing that I've been thinking is... I mean, it's a little crazy, but... Uh, you think there's any value to like a presidential candidate strapping on a neural net and la allowing people to read their thoughts? No, 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 What no, a no, terrible no. president. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. Anyone who's, who, I'll put it this way. If they're a good, decent person, it'd be an invasion of their privacy. And if they're not a good, decent person, what we saw would scar us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, especially with a lot of these political leaders, dude. Who, if you saw... What jo what is going on in Joe Biden's head? Well, Joe Biden. I think it not. would. I think it would actually give you senility. I remember. See, I feel like Joe Biden. There's not a lot going on up there. No, you so would. It would, would just destroy your brain. Questionable. Oh, You'd take step you away down. Like, oh, oh, I remember what I was going to ask. And so I we were talking, saying goodbye to Vivek while you were uh, reading reading in the story. So uh, Ronna McDaniel is encouraging Trump to go to a, t a debate. She's saying that he shouldn't skip the debate. He should take part in the RNC's debate. So any candidate, uh, you have to have uh, 40,000 individual donors. So it's not that you have to make a certain amount of money. You have to have a certain amount of people who have donated to your campaign to qualify to get on stage. The other controversy with this was that the RNC for a while was saying that they uh, you need to take a loyalty pledge to be on the debate stage. So if you got enough donors, on top of that, you'd have to pledge to support whoever uh, would be whoever ends up being the party's candidate which uh you know famously trump was not so willing to do the last time around yeah well wait wait not endorse the candidate they would have to support okay this is huge but th this is so huge this is uh yet another observation i'm going to steal from dave smith here who i always credit when i steal from him by the way and he's yet to credit me for stealing my my intro about how we need to roll back the state and how we're spying on all of our own citizens and our prisons are flooded with nonviolent drug offenders but that's fine he can have it um everyone knows i came uh, up with this it first is taking a different Point is, interesting, interesting. point is, no, a point that, that Dave Smith made on his podcast was one of the main differences between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump as outsider political leaders is that when asked if he would endorse Hillary Clinton, uh, Bernie said he would. He did end up endorsing her. Okay, if you're the outsider, the establishment is going to do everything they can to ensure you don't get the nomination. And the only leverage you have against them is, I won't endorse your person, I'll run third party, and then you guys are going to lose. Mm -hmm. And Bernie went, of course I will endorse whoever gets nominated. And they're like, Trump, will you endorse whoever gets nominated? 
course he didn't agree. Yes, why? I, these people are my friends. You can't get on stage and say the people you're running against are horrible establishment shills who want to make life harder for your average person and then say, but you just whoever gets nominated here, I'll, you know, I'll support them. Yeah, it's all fine and good. We're ultimately part of the same corrupt machine. Uh, I, and I think that's that's a, an excellent point. I think that's that's sort of a good summary of the whole system. Like, if you really believe in things you believe, why would you then turn around and be like, just kidding, I'm going to support whoever. I could understand where people argue for party loyalty, and I think there are times when that is necessary. On the other hand, like, making a loyalty pledge a contingency for being on a debate stage seems like a violation of free speech. Yeah, I mean, Vivek's already claimed he's not going to run, he's not going to do anything other than lead the country. He's going to be a CEO or he's just going to go back to the private sector and run the mm -hmm. country, you know, from the, through the economy. Um, so that would mean he's not going to do the debate either if they're going to force him to say he's going to subjugate. Well, I guess well, support the candidate. Well, he could endorse it without having to actually than, run it. Yeah, again. and I, I appreciate that he was saying, Vivek was saying he would not, be anything other than the president. I'm not, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but insinuate. I think he was pretty much saying that because even if he would, well, I don't, I'm not saying I'm not saying to lie, but like if I go up there and I'm running for president, I'm like, yeah, but I'll totally be VP if it if I don't get it. Then they'll be like, oh, okay, then we don't have to vote for him because he'll be VP anyway. Yeah, so you kind of yeah. have to. I think there's something yeah, well, strategic to it, but I also think for him, maybe that's really is the case. I mean, I think this comment on uh, you're wired a certain way. I think there are some people like his observation. I don't think Trump could be vice president. I think that's very true. Very true. I don't think okay. that that's necessarily very the case. Uh, Can I you imagine say, that? No, that's the thing. It's impossible that to imagine president. Vice President Donald Trump. I'm the president, actually. He's, oh my I'm gosh. making the decisions. I'm back on it Twitter. Yeah, it would just be crazy. And also that president would be like, please, rein it in. I picked you because everyone likes you, but I don't actually want you to do anything. It would just yeah. be a nightmarish uh, for everyone involved. But I think part of it is this is the cycle where I am actually hopeful that there is a third party candidate with RFK because I think he's so interesting again i don't think i actually line up a lot in his camp but i think he brings up interesting uh, concepts i think he is one of the people really controlling narrative on policy in our country right now and i think that's so important in political leaders even if i don't agree with them it is interesting to see what you're bringing up um and i think you know that is actually something that's one of the reasons that the the left attacks him so hard because if he runs third party he will hemorrhage votes away. It's not that he will necessarily win as a third party candidate. It's that he will be damaging to the Democratic voter right. base. Exactly. So, well, yeah. and, and so this is part of why I'm really hoping he runs third party because I would like the Democrats to have one of their candidates run third party. I think that would be good for the Republicans. That said, I also, uh, to be honest, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would like to see him get the nomination. I, I would never vote for RFK. He's he's pro-choice. and That's my number one issue. He's also pro-gun control. He, I mean, he's a Democrat, right? And yeah. it can become easy to become infatuated with these anti-establishment figures. But we got to remember, their values are not our values. Mm -hmm. That said, he's a step in the right direction for the Democratic mm -hmm. Party. He's not nearly as bad as the others. And I'll, I'll say this, even though I disagree with him on a lot, I commend him for being an original thinker, for not yeah. just getting in line 100%. and obeying what the party tells yep. him. I think there's value there. So I think a Democratic Party which embraces him is uh, a party which is going to do less evil 
And I will also say that even though I don't want the Democrats to win any elections, what Trump did in the Republican Party by making it clear that there was a massive hunger for anti-establishment, anti-war candidates is exactly what I think RFK has the potential to do to the Democratic Party. Maybe not in the exact same way. You know, we, we compare the two of them because they're both anti-establishment. But the truth is, it's very difficult to compare anyone in politics to Trump. But RFK is an interesting figure. He, he has the appeal of being a familiar name. He's a Kennedy. He's part of that dynasty. So in that sense, he has some of the benefits of being an insider, at least in terms of his quote unquote brand name. However, he actually is an outsider in terms of thought. And I think it actually gives him even more credibility, the fact that he is part of this political family in our country, and yet he's willing to stand up to the political establishment. That costs him more than somebody who's an ideological outsider who isn't related to people who are pushing the agenda. So again, I, I commend him there. He's a step in the right direction for the Democratic Party, but that's also coming from somebody who's going to vote Republican. Yeah, yeah. I, totally, I think it'd totally. be so fun to have him on the show. If we could get RFK on the show, it'd I would just love be to so talk with him yeah, sooner than possible. Soon as possible. As and him and Vivek together on like culture war or something would be yeah. badass. Can you imagine? Or on this show? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and then to, to speak, I don't. Oh, go off. for it. I was gonna say like. Vivek and RFK being here on culture war in a more moderate setting, I think you would get higher quality information than you would with a traditional debate. You know, I just think that overcrowded stage, you know, we ultimately don't get very much. I mean, as a journalist, it's kind of nice because you get like a bunch of people all together and you can get a bunch of short quotes. But do you want people to have meaningful information? That, that system's not working. I was wondering what you guys think about if, okay, so Trump yesterday said he was a I believed he was going to be arrested for his connection to January right. 6th. Yeah. Does, would that preclude, preclude, is that the right word? Would that r remove him from being able to run no. for office? No, okay. you can, no. You can a lot be convicted of, of a felony and you can be literally serving time in, in, in prison and run for president. But he won't but have actually his phone or anything. Deserving a felony is one of the requirements for running. That's true. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but that also means that one, one of the problems is like if they bring him to trial, you know, if you spend all the time in court, you can't spend time outside campaigning right so like, there are some some other burdens there i think part of it is that they think if they can get him convicted then like enough people will be like we can't have a felon as a president that's crazy it would be a little bizarre i, I understand that but uh there's actually nothing that would legally preclude him from being president it's interesting because on a state level i was talking to i did a story a couple months ago oh my gosh i've worked here for longer than i can remember um i did a story for tim cast about um some libertarians who had won local level in Pennsylvania and one of the people had been convicted of um, a felony and she was being told she couldn't hold office when at the state, at the local level, you couldn't like, these things become very challenging. Ultimately, for the most part, at the state level, you cannot be convicted of a felony and hold office, but you can run for federal office. Right. Which That's why I you just actually find haven't run for local office, right? I haven't for local office because I uh, surprise, don't have the time. Surprised no, you got the job here with that record of yours. <laughs> you, you're ACB. saying that to me I'm with your questionable you. rumors. You're bringing up anybody's uh, uh, allegations are not convictions. Hannah yeah, Claire. but spoons yeah. lost are not spoons. Game. At all? Oh yes, yeah. I, like, I like There's spoons somewhere, but not with me because I'm innocent. Yeah, this the Spoongate stuff is crazy, and I will say I think I'm being framed. Uh, there was a picture circulating on Twitter of of a spoon on my desk that says <laughs> "Shames the Spoon" underneath, and you know I, I find this to be a crazy violation of my uh, personal space. I would agree. Who did that? Um, I have my suspicions. I will say I share an office with Chris Bertman, and I left to take a personal <clears> phone call. Came back, there was no spoon on my desk, but then suddenly Dude. Twitter was telling me this. 
So well, Hannah Claire's a real it. journalist. Hannah Claire gives us the facts, yeah, and that's go- why she's repeatedly given the evidence that has made the case for my innocence. If you had a, but really aside valuable- from aside from, you guys know me. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but I want to know. I wouldn't do platitudes. something like that. <laughs> you had well, a ba- and I, I that's say, also, that's worth more than all the evidence in the world, isn't it? I will say you are dominating. I believe, I don't really understand how to access Discord. I'm sorry, guys. I will figure it out. But I've heard nah, that okay. this conversation is really dominating Discord. And you know who used to dominate Discord? One particular cult leader, Chris Burtman. So maybe there's some jealousy. Someone's going got I, I a Photoshop. I, I think he's crying. A sound garden doing I, uh, Spoon Man with Shaman's face on Shaman, Shaman's face. Like Shaman. I'm Hugh Shaman. Shaman. Yeah, Hugh right Shaman. on Chris Cornell. Uh, I just want to say one quick Shaman, thing before we uh, cut the show off. Everyone here, so we're still watching. Oh, you think you're the authority here? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, who do you I think run you the are? show. I ha- make when this all Tim's happen, away, so. Surge is in charge. Surge will play. Yeah, I. I just want to say that I think it's commenting on RFK and also on Vivek at the same time. Vivek. Ugh. I, I was thinking that properly the entire. Hey, you made it. You made. You started the, this. Yeah, you said it wrong a couple times. You made a couple errors. It's on okay. air, on yeah. air, I said yeah. Vivek. A couple times. I thought I said Vivek. Only when you read a super chat, you said Vivek one time. Yep, <gasps> yep. It happens. It's okay. But anyways, I just want to say that it, it, people forget that like the and I used to be a person that thought this too. There's two parties, yes, but there are there are coalitions in these smaller parties. Like we are a coalition. Myself and an Irish Catholic are a coalition. We could be fully. We believe a yeah. lot of the same things. We are not exactly the same on everything but we do have a lot of things we realize that the enemy the person we're fighting is is tim it <laughs> that's right we have a coalition is, we have a coalition the, the point is we have a coalition i think that if rfk is a, a a representative of a coalition forming the democratic party at all it's a sign of maybe we are going to win the overall culture war in a, in a positive way because I've, I've met a lot of Democrats that are that are fans of him and if they and again if they pull the votes and they make this they make this vote uh a little less, a uh, little less, you know, I don't know. If the, if they affect the Democratic nominee in a negative way, I think we should be supporting it. Like you just said, but I think people forget. Like if it's if it's showing anything, it's showing that there are people in the Democratic Party that are committing wrong thing, that are doing the other thing, that are not falling in line with me, and that's a good sign. That's a good indicator that we're doing something good here. It seems mm-hmm. like if Biden is gonna run, Michelle Obama won't. And then if Michelle Obama doesn't run, RFK could easily strip the votes away. So Biden should step out and let Michelle Obama come in if they want to win the Democratic pro- the, the, the presidency. But he's already said he's going to run, right? Barring some medical emergency, Biden believes he is going to run for a second term. He's going to beat his own record as our oldest president. And that's not to be ageist. That's to point out the fact that he is not doing so well. Uh, so there's obviously some turmoil within the structure of the Democratic establishment. Uh, you would get Biden saying, I'm going to run again. And then his press secretary is being like, oh, we, he's still talking to his family about it. Like, I, I think his own administration didn't want to run, but he wanted to. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, obviously I fall, I lean more conservative. So I, I tend to vote for conservative candidates and I will vote Republican most likely uh, because there are a couple issues that are the biggest deal to me that Democrats never uh, never take the opinion I like on. So that's okay. That's how that works. But I, I think it's easy for us to then say like, oh, look at all this turmoil in the Republican Party when there's actually lots of turmoil in the DNC as well. And RFK is in a unique position to really uh, do something with that, even if it's not a victory, even if he doesn't get the yeah. White House. He yeah. is influential in a way that is just fun to see because it makes politics less boring. Yes, exactly. Now, Seamus. Hey, Hannah. Here's a power move. Why Show over. Hate crime. End transmission. My name is Hannah Claire. End transmission. <laughs> this is Brimcast. Show over. Stop. How do I make this stop? Stop. End. Show stop. Wow, you don't even stop your own show. 
Interesting. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Have a great night. And the show. See, I I am in control. Episode over. I am in control. No. End the episode. No matter what he does, I'm in control. I'll see you guys later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.